has been providing professional valuation services since 1995. Schedule an appointment today to discuss how a business valuation can work for you. Parker Mellinger, located at 1811 South Sheridan Avenue in Sheridan. First Federal Bank and Trust, again recognizing another $1,000 cash winner and a $1,000 marketing donation match from Sheridan Media. As part of their community commitment, the Y.O. Theater is receiving these funds Per random drawing. Could your organization be next? We're giving $1,000 to a qualified nonprofit organization every week. Visit our website, efirstfederal.bank, for details. First Federal Bank and Trust, Shared Media Present, Community Commitment, member FDIC. Is Wyoming Corporate Office your one-stop shop for everything you need for your Wyoming-based business, LLC, or corporation formulation? Yes. Service of process and mail forwarding services? Indeed. Fulfill the legal requirements for small businesses based in Wyoming? Absolutely. Wyoming Corporate Office provides the communication between your business and the state, so you don't have to. Learn more by visiting wyomingcorporateoffice.com today. Dolly Bellis with Buffalo Realty has just the property you've been looking for. Let's talk about 23 Black Mountain Drive in Dayton. This is a very spacious five-bedroom, three-bathroom home with an office-slash-bonus room featuring a new stove, dishwasher, and microwave. Not only that, but we're talking new landscaping and fencing as well. Throw in an attached two-car garage and mountain views that'll steal this deal for you. Call Buffalo Realty and ask for Dolly Bellis about 23 Black Mountain Drive in Dayton. This is Ken here at Prime Rate Motors. We understand everybody's situation is different. Not everyone that comes to Prime Rate Motors is looking for a new vehicle. We also sell and install GR brand flatbed conversions and Krogman bale feeders. Looking for a trailer? We offer a complete line of GR, Wilson, Merritt, flatbeds, stock trailers, even tandem axle enclosed cargo trailers. Stop in. Let's work something out. Here at Prime Rate Motors, the Super Trailer Store, or PrimeRateMotors.com. It's a showcase of incredible feats of juggling, hula hoops, unicycle, aerial, circus stunts, contortion, magic, and audience interaction wrapped up in a blanket of comedy. Sheridan's Y.O. Theater welcomes the great Dubois, Masters of Variety, to the stage Tuesday, March 7th at 6.30 in a fast-paced, high-energy circus show for all ages. To Tickets for The Great Dubois are available now at the Wild Box Office or online at wildtheater.com. This is Public Pulse, your information and conversation program, brought to you by First Federal Bank and Trust. You can voice your opinion by calling 672-KROE. That's 672-5763. Now, your host for Public Pulse, Floyd Whitey. Morning and welcome to Public Pulse from the, from the Sheridan Dog and Cat Shelter. I am joined this morning by dog lead Emmy Whiting and co-founder of the Unleashed Foundation and the resident shelter dog trainer. Marion Eccles. Good morning and welcome back to the show. Yeah, thank good morning. You. Now, who do we have here with us this morning? This is Beetle. So Beetle is about two years old. He came to us and he actually came to us with um, this harness, this chain harness. This is embedded into him. Wow. And so we worried that he was going to be, you know, a trouble case. But to be honest, he, right from the start, he has a great attitude, personality. He's a very happy dog. 
And once we got that off of him, we were able to work with him on his manners. <laughs> so this chain harness, was it just put on at some point when he was a puppy and then he, he they didn't take it off? It's what I'm assuming is they they put it on when he was smaller. Yeah. And um, then he, he grew and it just, <clears throat> I mean, it was pretty icky. <laughs> it was yeah. bloody and yeah. scabby. Wow, so there, there was a lot of physical damage from yeah, this. Yeah, Emmy thing. had to take it out of his skin. I mm-hmm. mean, it didn't have to be medically removed. but Thankfully, yes. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. Well, he looks like he's healed up pretty damn good. <laughs> yeah. How long has he been with you guys? Oh, gosh. Um, okay. No. How, how long do you think? Since July of July. last year. Yeah, there we go. <laughs> Quit. He's been there quite some time, and I'm surprised because he's a beautiful shepherd. Is he a full shepherd that you know of? As far as I know, yes. Yeah. Wow. He definitely doesn't looks like appear it. to be full. He doesn't have all the trademarks of your ideal yeah. fully bred German shepherd, but he has all the important traits of one. Yeah. And, yeah, and all of the good traits of whatever else is yeah. in there. <laughs> now, when it comes to uh, full breeds or breeds that look full enough, do they last longer or do they go right out the door? Do you tend to see people come down there and they're like, oh, my goodness, that's that's a full German shepherd. How'd you get them? And then they so, snatch them up. They typically go pretty fast. Yeah. Um, I'm I, again. I am surprised he's still been at the shelter for as long as he has been. So now he seems like he's almost still kind of a puppy. Is he still in like some adolescent phase? Yes. Yes. Two year olds. Yeah, they're adolescents from about eight months to three years old. German shepherds and other breeds tend to go a little longer. Mm-hmm. Yep. Yeah. And, you know, he didn't have any um, any socialization, desensitization, or anything. Yeah. He wasn't exposed to the important things when he was young. So for him to be outgoing and happy and good-natured like he is, is actually pretty extraordinary. Yes, I agree. It's a, a good lot, sign. Yeah, because a lot of dogs that go through that shut down. Yeah. You know, they're afraid of mm-hmm. us. We have some at the shelter now we're dealing with. Yeah. And... Uh, and he he was never like that. He loves his people. Yep. When he finds his forever person and people, he will be dedicated. Mm-hmm. Uh, he looks like he'd be a pretty good, loyal boy right there. <laughs> All right, Beetle, he is available for adoption. Yes. Yes, please come. <laughs> yeah, you said he's, he's about two years old, still really young, got a whole life ahead of him. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And we'll talk more about Beetle later, too, and his what he's had for training. Oh, so yeah. he's actually been through that program yes. that we're going to discuss. That's fantastic. All right. Yeah. But one thing that I do want to ask you about, how have things been over at the shelter as is? I mean, usually mm-hmm. winter kind of slows everything down. Does it tend to slow down your adoption rates? So this February we have had um, we've had more cats go out than dogs, which is good because we have a lot of cats. But our adoption rate this month compared to last month has gone down significantly. Really? Yes. Do you, you think the cold plays a lot of a big part in that? I think the cold. It's been very stormy. You know, people don't want to go out during that, and I completely get it. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, I'm hoping that uh, spring brings a lot of families in who are looking for a new dog, and maybe Beetle, he'll be one of them. Mm -hmm. Now, uh, are there any puppies left? Yes, so we have four puppies still left. So um, we did bring them to the Critter Carnival, but we still have four of them available. So if anyone's looking for a pup, please call. (laughs) And they were were great-looking little dogs. What kind of dogs were they? Oh, gosh, they were were from the res, and... They're probably a mixture of just about everything, but they look like they could have some shepherd in them. 
Um, I'm thinking there's a smaller breed in there too, because quite a few of the litter were smaller. <laughs> yeah, there were two different litters. And, you know, we never were sure on who belonged to who. Yeah. Because yeah, they, they all did kind of showed a up together. Alike. <laughs> gonna yeah. <laughs> and, uh, yeah, so, uh, yeah, the one has really short legs. She's already been adopted by a staff member. Yeah, she looked like she was mixed with a corgi. And then another one, it has like a little smushy face, like a pug or something. <laughs> well, I'll tell you what, a lot of people like to start off with pups. I know that I did, uh, mm -hmm. which is something that you and I, we didn't argue about. We had discussions. Yes, we, we compromised because I love the older doggies. <laughs> but uh, we're very happy with Gertie, and she's a res dog too. One mm -hmm. thing that I've noticed, boy, they are smart. They are. She is so dang clever. Mm -hmm. And uh, she's she's not a handful. She learned quickly. So uh, there are some puppies out there, folks. Plus, there's there's Beetle over there and some other dogs <laughs> who may be a little bit older. All they need is just a little bit of training and a whole lot of love. Now, you recently did hold your Critter Carnival. Uh, can you remind folks of the details of that event? So we had uh, a cat area, so a cat cuddle area. We had puppies and dogs walking around. Um, we had drinks like coffee and we made our own little mocktail. <laughs> it was just Sprite and what was it? Lemonade. Yeah, <laughs> it's actually really good. <laughs> and then we also had some cupcakes. Uh, the Unleashed Foundation was there selling some yeah. items as well. And it was just, I mean, it was a hit. It was. It was, it was people coming in right yeah. when we were trying to get set up. Yeah, and we had like 10 minutes to set up. Yeah. Once the once the uh, farmers market moved yes. out and <laughs> help people helped us get set up and some of the stuff just stayed out there. Yes, <laughs> and so attendance was really good. Uh, now I'll, I'll I was out there taking mm -hmm. photos for you guys and. Uh, it was busy from the time we got there to the time we left. Yes. I was really, really impressed with the amount of foot traffic. I out know. There. Me too. Yeah. <laughs> it was great. It was. I mean, it, and some people, you know, they were looking for it to be an adoption event, which we are always taking applications when we have a fundraiser, but this was more of a fundraiser. Yeah. And, and just from that one day, um, the shelter got almost $600. So we got 597 dollars and 68 cents so yeah. yeah it was i mean it was amazing yeah. Yeah. yeah we were really happy with it yeah and yeah. i just want to say thank you for everyone who came out to support us and also thank you to all of our volunteers and our staff that helped us put this together and the landon and landon's and landon's landon's oh was amazing 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 yeah the people there were wonderful they they were very helpful and and they were amazing. So go to Landon's. <laughs> I will say that, you know, without those volunteers, mm -hmm. uh, I don't know if that event would would have even really kicked off. Oh, no. We uh, definitely wouldn't have had as many dogs as we were able to have. Yeah. Mm -hmm. yeah. And uh, so out of all the individuals who applied for adoption mm -hmm. while they were out there, have you seen some folks come in? Uh, to your memory, I know a lot of people went through that yeah. that day, and you can't commit every face to memory. But have you seen some of those folks? Well, I believe we adopted one of the puppies to someone who is very interested in him when they came to see him there. Oh, fantastic! So, yeah. That's great to hear. Yeah. So and they ended up finding each other at the yeah. yeah. Yes, and then the storm hit like the very next day. Yes, and, uh, <laughs> kind of paused everything for a while. It really did. Now, if if I was going to ask you, Marion, what was the highlight 
of the entire event for you? Uh, the highlight was being able, we had a large pen set up for the bigger dogs to play in. And then once they were kind of done playing and stressed out, we moved them out and put the puppies in that big pen at towards the end of the day. And then we let people start coming in and playing with the puppies. And we had kids uh, and adults. <laughs> it was amazing. Yeah. Puppies were all over the place. And <laughs> That was so much fun. So next year, we're totally charging for that. It's <laughs> <laughs> a good idea. A suggested donation. <laughs> yes, exactly. A donation. <laughs> Emmy, how about you? How did? Uh, what was the highlight of that event for you? Um, I'd have to say how much joy the puppies brought to the kids was just amazing. It was all smiles there. It was a very positive event. Yeah. 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 I would say you can't go into a pin full of puppies. Without and, a smile. And come out angry, right? <laughs> you just can't do it. Yeah. Uh, it, it I, as, as someone who was there, I can tell you that, uh, you know, there were kids in there with puppies of piles on top of them. And, <laughs> piles of puppies on top of them. And, uh, yeah, the giggles were, were abundant. And that was really, really great to see. Uh, because that's exactly what the event was really intended mm-hmm. to do, wasn't it? Uh, mm-hmm. Show people yep. uh, the greatness of companionship and, and how fantastic that can be. And I think we're used to doing events where, you know, we just kind of make a guest appearance, you know? Right, right. This was your <laughs> and event. this was an event for the shelter where we got to bring as many animals as we really could mm-hmm. to get them shown and seen. Uh, our cats were a little stressed out, but but we do have some social cats that that loved it. So there was some cat cuddling going on. Oh yeah, a lot of it. Yeah, <laughs> they loved it. Yeah. <laughs> they they were doing pretty well for themselves. Now uh, the critter carnival. Do you think this is going to end up becoming an annual event? Is this something that you two want to do every year? Yeah, yeah I I would yeah. love that and. Like I said, Marion and I really partnered together on this to make this happen. And, yeah. And we're really excited about yeah. our ideas for next year. So. Uh, so, so the plans are already going. Oh, yeah. yeah. The, Even Keith at Landon's, he was like, oh, yeah, we next should year. do that. <laughs> That's fantastic. <laughs> I know. And yeah, a big thank you to Landon's on that one. Uh, you know, perfect location. You've got, you're oh. surrounded oh, by beautiful plants. It's gorgeous uh, in there. Yeah, it's yeah, absolutely it gorgeous. Gives you a great setting for yep. that. Now, what what worked that you're going to keep for next year? The the puppy pen, if we happen to have puppies, that mm-hmm. was one thing. Yes, yeah. puppy pen. Um, we're we're still going to bring some cats, but yeah. maybe not as many. Yeah, and we may trade, trade them, them out. out. Yeah, yeah, just do shorter amounts of time mm-hmm. with the same cats. Yep, depending. and we're hoping to bring some small critters next time too. Yeah. yeah. Oh, that would be and yeah. the games. I yes, the games, the games were, were so much fun. Yeah. yeah, the kids all had stuffed animals, and yeah. you know they were pretty simple games like a duck pond and everything. But I love, I love duck ponds personally. So. <laughs> and everybody got to walk away with a stuffed yes, animal. Yes, yeah. Mm-hmm. One yep. puppy tried to take one, but <laughs> <laughs> now, uh, what didn't work or what needs? tweaked for next year we need to start earlier yeah. <laughs> let's start setting up earlier yeah so we yeah. can yeah we can have it set up so yeah yeah because we, we have... were still setting up when people were trying to come in and it... i really do appreciate the people that stuck with us till yes. it was set up because it was a little bit of chaos yeah. yeah we can we had um there were just little things that we wanted to have set up that we weren't able to get done mm-hmm. because it was just so chaotic oh, in the was, beginning. Yeah. And and Marion, you're right. You couldn't get everything done. <laughs> yeah. Because people were there. 
right i mean they were ready to go which is fantastic i I loved seeing it uh now what is the next event that the shelter is going to be working on um i know we've been maybe thinking of some brainstorming for easter but unfortunately i don't know (laughs) so cindy and i were talking about um doing we did a hike a thon a couple of years ago a year and a half ago every time we tried that when jill was still there we had bad weather Yeah, so that was discouraging. But Cindy was thinking about it, and lo and behold, the Powderhorn has a 5K event every April 1st, I think. Mm -hmm. And well, at the beginning of April, it happens to be April 1st this year. And the the funds always go to a local nonprofit, and they had chosen the dog and cat shelter. Oh, fantastic. Yeah, so they, of course, invited us to bring animals. They have the whole thing set up for us already. Awesome. All we have to do is show up, which is a lot nicer when we're short-staffed and can't find volunteers. (laughs) And then if we do have enough uh, to take, then we can take more animals. And it'll be another, I mean, if anybody ever wants to adopt an animal, they should have an application ready. That way we can have it approved and they can most definitely get an animal that day Mm -hmm. if all of the stars are lined up and and everything's ready to go. Yeah. And I think that's a great suggestion, Mary. And if you're Mm -hmm. thinking about getting an animal, but you're like, you know, they just don't have the one that I want yet. Head on down there and get that application filled out. So when you're... Your new family member shows up mm-hmm. and you make that connection, you can go home. Yes. With with your new family yeah, member yeah, yeah. that day. Yeah. Uh, so, and it's not going to, I mean, those applications are kept for quite some time. Four months is the amount of time we keep them for. Okay. So. And in four months, I'm sure that you can find a, a new furry friend. All right. And on that, when we come back, we're going to continue with the Sheridan Dog and Cat Shelter. This is Public Pulse on 930 KROE and 103.9 FM. Sheridan. First Federal Bank and Trust, again recognizing another $1,000 cash winner and a $1,000 marketing donation match from Sheridan Media. As part of their community commitment, the Y.O. Theater is receiving these funds per random drawing. Could your organization be next? We're giving $1,000 to a qualified nonprofit organization every week. Visit our website, efirstfederal.bank, for details. First Federal Bank and Trust, Sheridan Media present Community Commitment, member FDIC. Sheridan County High School students present Footloose, the musical. When Ren and his mother move from Chicago to a small farming town, he is prepared for the inevitable adjustment period at his new high school, but he's not prepared for the rigorous local edicts, including a ban on dancing enforced by the local city council who is determined to exercise control over the town's youth. The heartfelt story that emerges pins a father longing for the son he lost against a young man aching for the father who walked out on him. Footloose celebrates the wisdom of listening to young people while guiding them with a warm heart and open mind. Performances will be March 2nd and 3rd at 7.15 p.m. with two shows on March 4th at 2 p.m. and 7.15 p.m. in the Sioux Henry Theater for the Performing Arts at Sheridan High School. Tickets will be on sale starting February 11th. Contact the Sheridan High School at 307-674-7405 or at scsd2.com. Tickets are $12 in advance and at the door. Special thanks to our sponsors and supporters, Sheridan Media, Bighorn Design, Epiphany, McGillicuddy Media Productions, Craft Co. Metalworks, and the Wyo Theater. Footloose, the musical, is performed with permission from Concord Theatricals. Come get Footloose at Sheridan High School. Oh. 
Oh, did you inherit a home that you don't want? Maybe it's run down or in the part of town that you don't like. And dealing with getting it cleaned up and listed is one more thing that you don't need on the plate. Wire Renovation is here to help. No matter the condition or the location, Wire Renovation will take a look and make you a cash offer with minimal bank involvement. WireRenovation.com Bringing the properties back to life. Hey y'all, it's Eli Mosley. The band and I are headed your way to play at the Y.O. Theater Friday, March 3rd at 7 o'clock. You've heard my music on your local radio station. Now come see us live and come say hi. I'd love to meet you and hope to see you there. Once again, that's at the Y.O. Theater in Sheridan, Wyoming at 7 o'clock on Friday, March 3rd. See ya. At Prime Rate Motors, they recently had a customer stop in that didn't need to buy a car. She needed to sell a car. The Prime Rate Motor team went to work assessing the value of her car. Soon they met with her, determined what she thought she wanted for her car. Prime Rate went over the process of determining its value, and she was overjoyed at the final outcome. She left with a check, but she was thinking seriously about a car she'd been eyeballing out on the lot. Problem solved here at Prime Rate Motors and Super Trailer Store, 2305 Coffeen Avenue in Sheridan. And welcome back to Public Pulse, brought to you by your friends out there at First Federal Bank and Trust. I am Floyd Whiting. This morning in the studio, I am joined by Sheridan Dog and Cat Shelter Dog Lead, Emmy Whiting, and co-founder of the Unleashed Foundation and resident shelter dog trainer, Marion Eccles. And we've got Beetle with us this morning, a two-year-old German (laughs) Shepherd cross of some sort. Uh, he looks pretty German Shepherd to me, Marion. Uh, uh, actually, before off. before I take off on this, let's let's go back to the animals themselves that are actually up at the shelter. <laughs> Emmy, uh, how many animals do you have up there right now for those folks who are looking to get a new friend? So we have 194 animals. Uh, 120 of those are cats. We have 34 dogs. 30 mice, so if anyone's looking for mice, come see us. (laughs) And they're pet mice. They're not house, like, they're not, like, wild Wild mice. mice. Yeah, they're they're pet mice. And technically, they're not feeders. No, no. (laughs) (laughs) And then we have seven guinea pigs and three rabbits right now. Wow, seven guinea pigs. Still, uh, those little guys, I would have thought that they went right out. Guinea pigs are great new pets. Oh, my gosh. They're so funny when when you walk in the room where they're, they're all in. And you have the vegetables in your hand. They all just start squeaking. <laughs> oh, my gosh. They're so fun. Yeah, they're a lot of fun. They are. Now, now, Marion, for those who don't know, can you tell us about the Unleashed Foundation? Oh, sure. Um, the Unleashed Foundation, in short, is um, we want the, the, the main goal is to help dogs get adopted by helping them have better behavior in the shelter. And then that helps them stay adopted because if we can help them be better dogs in the shelter, then they will go into a home as a better pet. And we, you know, ultimately I like, I like to tell the people who get them how to help them be a good animal. Mm -hmm. So in short, yeah, Yeah. (laughs) help dogs get adopted and stay adopted. (laughs) Essentially you 
train the dogs, uh, train bad behaviors. Yeah. Well, I guess I could say. Train out bad behaviors. Yeah. Teach manners, too. Teach manners. You know, and a big portion of what I've been doing since I've been the trainer is helping the staff learn how to um, handle dogs Mm -hmm. that are showing behavior that isn't conducive to the environment or in a domestic setting. Yeah. And so we work together. I mean, we have to, sometimes it's trial and error Mm -hmm. and um, we always do kind, humane things. um, And we try to speak, you know, to the dog as a dog would understand it. And so sometimes that takes training equipment. Sometimes it takes behavior in ourselves. Mm -hmm. It's lots of different techniques. Now, in some of these situations, like we were talking about, say, like in Beatles situation, Mm -hmm. he shows up, he's never been socialized, he doesn't know how to behave around other dogs, he has no idea how to behave around humans, Mm -hmm. and and what interaction he has had sounds like it was a painful experience. Mm -hmm. And so uh, in, in that type of situation, how do you approach that at the very beginning? Uh, what are some of the first steps that you do, just kind of testing them out? Mm-hmm. Well, the first thing we do as soon as they're medically cleared through the mm-hmm. shelter is we do a, um, a assessment on them. Yes, behavioral assessment. A behavioral assessment. And so with that, we find out if the, if how they behave around cats, you know, other humans, other dogs. If and- they have any food aggression or possession aggressiveness in them quirks you know behaviors like if they were to go to a groomer or a vet if they have uh behavior that should be noted Mm -hmm. yeah so those are the things that we start off with and then after that we kind of see if they have i guess you would say issues and that would be you know for one thing with beetle in particular Impulse control. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> that, that still is what, in my training with him through the, the program that we're now doing, um, that's the biggest thing is teaching him how to control his impulses. And then we do that by training him all the basic commands and, you know, how to listen to their people. And, uh, you know, and it takes the right person to be able to get him to listen because there's things you have to watch out for. And yeah. so... Um, that's uh, that's largely where it started with Beetle. So as you can see today, he's having trouble controlling his impulses. <laughs> yeah, and that's okay. Uh, mm-hmm. You know, like you said, he wasn't ran before. You know, it's still early. Yeah. Uh, he didn't get to go out and do his typical round the yard. Yes, yes. Yeah. And he, you know, he um, he didn't learn at a young age. Had he learned and been and had any kind of guidance or training when he was young this he he would have a lot better control of himself right now but even now what what you've seen i mean he's doing really well at the moment but uh, <laughs> earlier you know when he's being quirky and funny we love that in his personality but a person doesn't always want that in their home mm-hmm. and uh and so uh where was i going <laughs> <laughs> Sorry. Well, that's, he did, that's okay. he did that's... something cute. We got distracted. Yes, he did something cute. We got distracted. And so, yeah, he, um, so him learning his, learning to control his impulses is much better now than when he started. Yes. When we got him. Yeah. So maturity he would, and he training. He was a jumper. Like he'd jump all over you. You couldn't get him to stop. And now he, he rarely does it. Yeah. Yeah. Now I'm, I'm running out of time, but I want to talk about better canine. What does Better Canine focus on? Is this this is basically uh, a reorganization of the Bite Club, correct? Mm-hmm. 
Okay, so what is Better Canine going to be really focusing on doing? Pretty much just what Marion said? So basically, it's going to be a certification. Uh, Marion can describe it a little bit better than I can, I think, if yeah. you want to take that over. <laughs> um, sure. Uh, yeah, largely we're focusing on, we had a donor, the Irwin Wilson Foundation, and uh, they they are able to support you know us financially for the month of training. And uh, what we do in that time is teach the dog how to walk nicely on a leash, not a heel command, but walking nicely, he, and how to sit on command, how to... <laughs> <laughs> and he sat right now. <laughs> I think he even got squirrely when I said to walk nice, but because I use that as the command is walk nice. Yeah. And he walks next to me, turns with me. And then he sits on command, he downs on command, and stays very nicely yeah. when told to do so. And um, and he, he he does other things too, like he ha- he was not potty trained when he came in. Oh, dang! And so he'd never been in a house that we are aware of. So he was marking indoors and outdoors, and now we've kind of learned to harness that. So if he has to go, he learns he has learned to potty on command and not in Home Depot. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> those people are wonderful too. And so once we get uh, those to a solid degree, we um, did a little test in front of the director, AJ Evans, and uh, created a certification. Now he is certified and and has learned all of these things and the people who get him will be trained on how to follow through with that but since he hasn't been adopted but he is certified i still have to continually work with him daily activities yeah consistency is so important exactly all right ladies i want to thank you so much for coming in this morning we've run out of time uh thank you for bringing in beetle uh (laughs) and i hope uh, somebody finds him and uh they have a forever home together thank you so much Thank you. (laughs) All right. When we come back, we're going to speak with the Advocacy and Resource Center. This is Public Pulse on 930 KROE and 103.9 FM. Share. First Federal Bank and Trust, again recognizing another $1,000 cash winner and a $1,000 marketing donation match from Sheridan Media. As part of their community commitment, the Y.O. Theater is receiving these funds per random drawing. Could your organization be next? We're giving $1,000 to a qualified nonprofit organization every week. Visit our website, efirstfederal.bank, for details. First Federal Bank and Trust, Sheridan Media present Community Commitment, member FDIC. The owners and staff at Kane's Funeral Home would like to thank the families of Sheridan and Johnson Counties for choosing Kane's and allowing them to serve you during these hard times. Kane Funeral Home makes it their mission to take the stress and uncertainty out of ceremonial services. They own and operate the only crematory in Sheridan County, so your loved one is always in their care. Kane's Funeral Home. Call 673-5837 or visit them online at canefuneral.com.
Hi, this is Jill Bates with the Best Real Estate Team. After the December snow and sub-zero temperatures, our New Year weather gets us thinking about spring. It's never too early to start thinking about and prepping to list your home. And there's no team better than the Bates Team at Best to help you get your home listed and sold. You are our top priority. Call today at 675-BEST, that's 675-BEST, or go online at bestwy.net. Make it a great day. Proudly brokered by EXP. Wrap Plumbing and Heating can handle any job you have, big or small. From new construction to a pesky leaking toilet, the professionals at Wrap Plumbing and Heating are here to assist you. Drippy faucet? Sure. New shower hardware? No problem. Plumbing an entire new house? For sure. Logs that need snaked? Oh yeah. Wrap Plumbing and Heating has not met a job they can't handle. Too big a crap? Call Dan Rapp at 429-1196. Dreaming of green grass, sunny days, and long drives right down the middle of the fairway? Well, so are we. It's time to get ready for the 2023 golf season at Kendrick Golf Course. Rates are still extremely reasonable, making Kendrick Sheridan's best golf value. Take advantage of their preseason discounts and save even more. Discounted Pass is now on sale at City Hall or online at SheridanWY.gov through March 31st. The snow will be gone. The grass will be greening up before we know it. So don't miss out. Play golf this season at Kendrick Golf Course. Delicious McDonald's deals are now more fun, more accessible, and better than ever through the McDonald's mobile app. The app is now the only place you can earn My McDonald's reward points on every McDelivery order. Plus, you can get those free McDonald's rewards you earn delivered, too. Just order, relax, and enjoy. McDonald's will bring your faves to you. Just go to the Google Play or Apple App Store and download the new McDonald's mobile app and start saving. Download it now. McDonald's shared in Buffalo and Gillette. Good morning and welcome back to Public Pulse, brought to you by our friends out there at First Federal Bank and Trust. I'm Floyd Whiting. Joining me for the second part of the show this morning from the Sheridan Advocacy and Resource Center, volunteer coordinator and victims advocate Brittany Hamilton and victims advocate Rachel Larimore. Now, good morning, ladies, and welcome back to the show. Hello. Good morning. Now, Rachel... Uh, you you were new last time you were on yes. the show. Go ahead and pull that right down. There you go. Don't be afraid to grab that thing. Uh, now, how how has it been? I mean, this I, it, and this is me on the outside looking in. Mm-hmm. But I would think that this is a tough dang job. It is tough, but it's rewarding too. And it's that it's not like another job where you can go in and you sit in front of a computer and get the training and then you're ready to go. Yeah, like everything is very deal with it as it comes up. Like there's stuff that's happened since I started that's never happened in the time that Brittany's been there. Oh, or for sure. Or Rhonda. Wow. We're getting a whole wave so, of new things lately and it's a learning experience for all of us all the time. Like this job, you are constantly learning something new and no day is the same. Yeah. Right. Right. And you're going to stick with it. Oh, for sure. Yeah. For sure. Yeah. Yeah. I really I'm, enjoy it. Like you said that it no, almost no matter what happens, you walk away with this, I helped someone in need. Right, right. Even it, if it's just hearing them. Yeah, exactly. even just listening. Yeah, right. exactly. Right. Uh, sometimes that's all someone needs, isn't it? And that's a huge part of our job is just listening. And and it you wouldn't believe how like complex just that active listening is mm-hmm. with, with someone. And, and it's not just listening to go, uh-huh, okay, all right, well, sorry about your luck. Have a good day. Like it's that active listening of really hearing somebody and empathizing what they're going through and then being able to provide them resources. 
want all victims to have choice. It's yeah. very important. So in a way, this is actually, you know, I'm, I'm sitting here thinking this is a tough job and there's tough aspects to it, but it's extremely rewarding. Absolutely. New things are happening all the time. <laughs> I mean, uh, like you said, there is no training manual. Yeah, no this. two days are the same. Yeah. Never. No. Yeah. And so if someone's looking for a bit of adventure and fulfillment in helping someone who really needs your help, this is a good job. For sure. Uh, now, you recently held your Love Shouldn't Hurt banquet. How was the turnout this year, Brittany? It was so great. Was it, was, it? It was packed. I mean, we were adding tables because there were so many oh, people. Oh, that is great um, to hear. The food was gone within the first 15 minutes. I mean, it was insane. And the dueling pianos, fun pianos, uh, they were fantastic. That was probably one of the coolest things that I've ever seen. I mean, when you have someone on a piano doing Eminem, I mean, what? What's, <laughs> baby got yeah. back. You know, it was... It was amazing, and the turnout was just—we were blown away. Yeah. We were blown. I don't. I don't think in the fundraisers that I've been um, a part of that was the biggest turnout by far. I love to hear that. Yeah. That's fantastic because it just means this event's getting bigger and bigger every year. For sure, and just you know those, you know the the dueling pianos—they they just brought in such an amazing. A crowd of people and we're actually going to have them again next year oh fantastic so if you missed it this year come on you know start planning your time for next year because they're they're coming back and this this is usually held the same time every year isn't yes. it mm -hmm. in uh, february in february yep. so just keep that in mind folks you missed it this year that's all right we got next year too and they're always looking for new folks to join the party now, I'm going to guess, Brittany, that the dueling pianos were the highlight of the event for you. It, it was total highlight, and one of the biggest highlights was having Rhonda and Yvonne having to, uh, they had to put a harmonica in front of the guy playing the piano, like, at certain times, and that was hysterical watching him do that. I will never forget that. I have the photos. It's never going away. <laughs> <laughs> I've got evidence. Got yep. evidence. It's great. Check out our Facebook page if you want to see. Yeah. <laughs> now, Rachel, you were in attendance. Yes. And yes. what did you think? this was your first it was my hurt. first one um seeing all the community show up yeah. I thought that was my highlight i thought that was pretty cool yeah and just a lot of people don't know even that we exist so it was mm -hmm. it was nice to see the community support and yeah to be and, able to have fun and not it be something so heavy you know what i mean and i think you know the name love shouldn't hurt someone might get a miss uh you know uh, the wrong idea where they're like hurt i see right. that word and so everything that I try to do in promotion of this event is to let them know this is a party. Right. Yeah, this is sure. a straight yeah. party. Yep. And and if anything, you're going to learn how good relationships should be. Right. Absolutely. Because we always talk about, you know, the 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 negatives and, you know, the red flags and what to watch out right. for. And, you know, we start that, you know, when we go into the schools and we talk about boundaries and we talk about all that stuff and love shouldn't hurt is really just celebrating those healthy relationships and everybody coming together yeah. right. in a tough job. Yeah. And you don't have to, you know, it's not even about relationships. It's also about friendships and, and family relationships. You know, people put that stigma on the word relationship as if we're talking about people and their significant others. And it's not yeah, Friends, like a romantic. Yeah, yeah. It doesn't have to be romantic. I mean, it was just so many, friends and and family and people and just a what a wonderful time so if you missed it please put it on your calendar for next year and we'll we'll get the deets out as soon as we can <laughs> well and i'll tell you what it's just another another good reason to go out and just have a good time exactly. yeah uh, you know especially in the middle of february yeah absolutely <laughs> especially this february definitely. oh bitter right bitter yes. now uh 
were you able to to raise some funds for the center in this? I mean, did we get a we pretty good were. turnout? We were. Um, I don't have a gr- like a grand grand total, but I know we're over. I believe eight thousand dollars. Oh my goodness, that is, is, is great to hear. Mm-hmm. And that you know that money is is just so crucial for our center. It it keeps us going. It helps us you know be able to put people in shelter. It helps us be able to you know get things for people that they don't have you know that that aren't donated. Whether that be you know paying a, an electric bill, paying an internet bill, paying you know it just allows us to to help people succeed when they're when they're coming from a really abusive situation. Yeah, and I know we've talked about it a lot. But there are, I just want to remind folks that there are certain situations where uh, one of the parents have had to fled with the, flee with the children mm-hmm. and, and they had to leave everything behind. Yeah. Um, and, and that's just absolutely horrible. Uh, you know, having to get out of that situation, but we had to leave all of our clothes. We had to leave all hygiene. Yeah. Taking the opportunity when they had it. And uh, I, trying to start over. Yeah. Is so rough. So having somebody there with a, uh, not a handout, a hand up. Absolutely. It really does make a difference in the lives of not just uh, these individuals, but their children. Right. Yeah, for sure. And uh, I think that's uh, something that we should all keep in mind. And it's great to hear that the community turned out the way that they did. They did. It was not a disappointment. (laughs) All right. uh, Switching gears. February, that bitter month, was Teen Violence Awareness Month. Although the month is almost done, there is uh, something we should be, this is just something we should be aware of every month. Uh, Brittany, when we say teen violence, what type of violence are we usually referring to? So on average, one in three teens are affected by um, physical abuse, mental abuse, emotional abuse in a relationship. It's just it's it's a really hard statistic to swallow, but it's true. Um, and we tell all of the youth that we see that really, I mean, look around one in three of you will experience this at some point. And so the best thing that we can do is just try to educate them as early as possible and not necessarily getting into the to the nasty, you know, this is what's so terrible about relationships, but just teaching the basic, um, you know, warning signs and red flags to look out for and just what boundaries are. A lot of youth don't know what a boundary is. I mean, I didn't even really know what a boundary was until, you know, as an adult, because it just isn't something that's really talked about. We're just kind of I think used to figuring that out on our own and then usually by then it's too late we've already had a you know traumatic experience or a a bad relationship and yeah you're downhill spiral you know (laughs) absolutely you end up developing your boundaries in response to something else as a reaction to something happening uh when when we should be encouraging our children and encouraging our teens to develop their boundaries proactively uh and not be ashamed to tell someone this is it. This is where we're standing. You're at a boundary. Right. And we don't go any farther past this, no matter what that is. Yeah. Uh, and, and that can be actually pretty difficult for some people, uh, right. you know, to look at someone in the eye and say, this far, no further. Right. Because I think, you know, in, in society, we've grown up with that kind of people pleasing mentality of, you know, you don't want to hurt people's feelings. And, but there's ways to do that where you're not hurting people's feelings. And in reality, people just need to accept that people have boundaries and your boundary might not be the same as someone else's Mm -hmm. boundary. And I've, and I've looked and looked for definitions. There's so many definitions of a boundary. And one definition that I always like to tell 
the youth is that boundaries are personal limits that we set within our relationships that allow for safe and appropriate connections within one another. And we want to establish those boundaries, communicate those boundaries and honor those boundaries. And that's, you know, just out of all the time I've been here is like the most encompassing definition I can think of for, for boundaries. Yeah. Yeah. And, and, you know, once again, trying to proactively establish those takes a lot of inner reflection, doesn't Absolutely. it? Cause you yeah. almost kind of have to, well, what would I do in this situation? Right. Right. Throw yourself a bunch of scenarios just to be like, well, how would I react? And, and where is my line? Right. And I think a, a lot of times that's why it ends up being more of a reactive response. Because, yeah. boom, when you're hurt, you know you're hurt. Right. Absolutely. Well, and today it's so hard because then you have that, you know, the the social media aspect of things. Whereas even in, in our, you know, we're not that old. And right, like, right. We didn't have nearly, you know, as much of the social media crap that you have to deal with now. And so now digital boundaries are a real thing that we like to talk about, too, just with, you know, not sharing your passwords like you don't have to, you know, give that person a pat if they're asking for it because they don't trust you then you don't need to be in it it's, right. You know? right. exactly it's crazy and and what's really you know kind of the wave of the future social media is not going anywhere no, no matter how much somebody doesn't like it or, or, or whatever there's going to be a new platform mm-hmm. with every single new generation is going to develop their own thing and so having this aspect of, a, of a, a new part of our education, a new part of how do we deal with society around us, I think is a great tool going forward, especially for teens. Absolutely. You know, we've got online bullying. Absolutely. Major, major deal. Uh, you know, when we were young, we went home, school stayed at school. Right. You know, unless I went to the landline and yeah, called right. my buddy, <laughs> right. you know? Yeah. And, and, and so I think it's, it's really difficult. And, and I had a teenager. Uh, she's in college now. And so very recently having to sit with her and just experience, uh, you know, social media through her eyes is mm-hmm. something completely different than through my eyes. Oh, right? yeah. It's such a big part of a young person's world. It's huge. And it's, it's, it's just overtaking. Um, it's in a way it's a blessing, but in a way it's a curse, right? You know, because you have this, this platform that just takes over those skills that they could be learning to talk face to face. Yes, right. It's all right. of that, you know, computer stuff. And so we just really like to hit home with, you know, healthy, again, going back to the digital boundaries, you know, not sending pictures that you don't want everyone else to have, you know, what, what you say doesn't go away just because the conversation's deleted. Like that stuff is out there forever. And it, we're just really trying to drive that home. And it's, I mean, it gets more difficult even trying to keep up with the apps that are, that oh, are my goodness. created. I mean, one goes away and another one opens in like two seconds. Exactly. Exactly. Uh, and geez, for a while there, it seemed like there was a new one every week. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, trying to keep up with, okay, well, you know, you go to talk to your teen. Which one are you talking to your friends on now? Oh, okay. Right. Well, I don't have that. Right. Uh, how do I sign up for that one? And and it gets to the point where you almost can't keep up. No. But so I think just conversations with your teens. I mean, if if a parent, and then this is the hard part. Uh, but I, I did want to go over this with you. If a parent is sitting out there and they're like, I think I've seen some red flags from my teen that they might be involved in a violent relationship. Mm-hmm. 
What do I do, Brittany? What, what, what can I do? That's a, that's a loaded question. That's a loaded question. <laughs> that is a loaded question. And it's so hard because as a parent, I'm a parent of a nine-year-old daughter. And so I'm kind of right in that stage where it's, you know, she she's still, you know, really little kid. But, you know, pretty soon I'm going to get into that preteen phase. And, you know, unfortunately, we can't as much as we would like to go in and just redo all of their life and say, you can't talk to this person and, you know, get off of this site, this site and this site, you know, because that just doesn't work. Like they're they're going to find a way to talk to that person, they're going to find a way to get around whatever boundary you have set to get a hold of that person. So I think it just comes down to truly, honestly, that open communication, you know, just just from day one, just establishing, you know, that that you are that safe person for them to come to, to allow them to vent. Are you going to like their choices all the time? Absolutely not. I mean, 100% not, but allowing them to have that space just to be like, hey, you know, this is what's happening and not judging them for it. Um, and, you know, I'm I'm not a parenting expert by any means. You know, I'm not a psychologist, therapist or anything like that. But I do know that just really establishing that open communication, becoming that safe person, or even if you can't be that safe person, help them find a, a safe person, mm-hmm. whether yeah. it be another family member or it be, you know, another adult that they can trust um, or an older sibling if they have an over, you know, just someone that they can have safe conversations with about that because then they're more likely to open up, right? They're more likely to open up when, when they feel like they're not being judged for it. Or getting, get in trouble. Right. right. Or getting in trouble. Uh, I don't know if a lot of people, uh, you know, shared this philosophy, but I did tell my daughter at one point, um, no matter where you are, no matter what you're doing, if you shoot me the code word and the address, I will come get you and there will be no questions asked. Mm-hmm. Right. And that fortunately that never had to happen, but she knew, and we've talked about it extensively. She knew if I got into a dangerous situation or something that I felt uncomfortable with. Yeah. And I said, use me as a lie. Just Absolutely. tell your friends. My right. dad said, I have to go home right now. I got to go guys. I'm yeah. sorry. Right. I, I, you know, it's, it's, a, I go home now or I'm grounded for a month, you know, what yeah. Use me as the lie. I don't care. Yeah, any day. Like you'd rather them do that than than be stuck in a situation and then something else, you know, just spirals and something bad happens and then they keep it a secret. Mm-hmm. And it is tough as a parent. Let's 100%. say you, you go to that place and let's pretend it was a house party, right? Right. That's pretty tough. Yeah. You pick your kid up from that without kind of reaming them, right? Without yeah. saying anything about it. Right. But you can't really just get them in trouble because they're not going to call you next time. Right. Exactly. Right. You can, you can establish, and that's where it goes to boundaries, right? As adults too, you know, you can establish those boundaries with your, your child, but you know, work on doing it in a way that still allows for them to be able to come to you and call if, if they need you for something. I got to go. Brittany, real quick, tell me uh, who I should call if I am in crisis. You can call our crisis line. Um, it's open 24-7. We have volunteers on as long as staff members and um, 307-672-3222. And, yeah, call us. Doesn't matter what time of day or night, early morning, we're here. They are there for you folks. Thank you both so much. Thank you. And you and your team stay safe. Thank we you. will. Thank you so much. You've been listening to Public Pulse on 930 KROE at 103.9 FM. Sheridan.
First Federal Bank and Trust, again recognizing another $1,000 cash winner and a $1,000 marketing donation match from Sheridan Media. As part of their community commitment, the Y.O. Theater is receiving these funds per random drawing. Could your organization be next? We're giving $1,000 to a qualified nonprofit organization every week. Visit our website, efirstfederal.bank, for details. First Federal Bank and Trust, Sheridan Media Present, Community Commitment, member FDIC. Hi, I'm Tom Connors. Went to Mark Patrick's hypnosis seminar. Nothing worked before. Left there and never smoked again. Amazing. Easy, affordable, and guaranteed. A year later, with my wife, Michelle, attended Mark Patrick's weight loss seminar. She lost 18 pounds, and I lost 43 in eight weeks. It's true. He smoked two packs a day, and nothing worked until Mark Patrick hypnosis. Now we're losing weight together, eating healthy, full on half the food. Crazy. Enjoying exercising. Who would have believed Mark Patrick hypnosis really works. It's amazing. I can breathe again. My blood pressure went down and I've got so much energy. So much energy. And look great. Stop smoking. Lose weight. Now without cravings, irritability, or your money back. Only $49.99 guaranteed. Wednesday, March 8th at the Ramada Inn in Sheridan. Weight loss seminar at 5.30 p.m. Registration at 5. Stop smoking seminar at 8 p.m. Learn more at markpatrickseminars.com That's markpatrickseminars.com it's a showcase of incredible feats of juggling, hula hoops, unicycle, aerial, circus stunts, contortion, magic, and audience interaction wrapped up in a blanket of comedy. Sheridan's Wild Theater welcomes the great Dubois, Masters of Variety, to the stage Tuesday, March 7th at 6.30 in a fast-paced, high-energy circus show for all ages. Tickets for the great Dubois are available now at the Wild Box Office or online at wildtheater.com. This is Christy at Buffalo Realty, and I would like to tell you about this beautiful country home just a few minutes from Claremont, Wyoming, on over eight acres and features exquisite views. The main level has kitchen, dining, living room, and a breakfast nook, covered patio, and striking landscaping. The upper level has two bedrooms and a full bath, laundry, and office. Interested? Call me, Christy Kinghorn, at Buffalo Realty, connecting people with property. Buy two weeks, get two weeks free. Our classified ad special going on right now at the Country Bounty. When you buy two weeks, you get two weeks free. The Country Bounty is your source for classified ads in Sheridan and Johnson Counties with a circulation of over 17,000 households. So don't wait. Buy two weeks and get two weeks free. The Country Bounty classified deadline is every Thursday at 1 p.m. Call 674-4312 or email countrybounty at sheridanmedia.com. KROE, Sheridan, broadcasting from the Wyoming Corporate Office Studio. KROE!